Welcome to American Indian Living, a program developed by the Native Education and Health Initiative to improve and enhance the health of people throughout the Native communities. American Indian Living is hosted by Dr. David DeRose, a board-certified specialist in both internal medicine and preventive medicine. Dr. DeRose has a wide range of experience with Native health issues, and he's ready today to help you learn more about your health. Here's Dr. DeRose. Welcome to American Indian Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. Today we've got a great show lined up to you. It's looking at an aspect of health that often doesn't find its way onto our radar screens, whether we're in Indian country or anywhere else. It has to do with setting goals and how goal setting can make a difference, whether it's in your professional life, in your family life, when it comes to health issues. We've got an expert to walk us through that dialogue. His name is Adam Witte. Adam, it's great to have you with us. David, thank you so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to our time together. Adam, I know you are known to many people throughout the country. Many of my listeners may realize that you're the CEO of Advantage Media Group. Tell us a little bit, though, about Advantage Media and what you folks do. Advantage helps uh, CEOs, entrepreneurs, business professionals create, market, and publish a book uh, to grow their business. Every business leader, we believe, David, uh, has stories, they have passion, they have knowledge uh, that deserve to be shared with the world. And uh, we're in the business of helping those business professionals share their stories, their passion, their knowledge with the world in the form of a published book, and then helping them leverage that book as a marketing and promotional tool Uh, to help them gain notoriety for themselves and for their business, and then, of course, uh, leverage and and take that notoriety and turn it into uh, growth, whether it be through uh, new customers to a business, speaking opportunities, media and publicity opportunities, and, and much, much more. So let me see if I understand this correctly. You're actually helping CEOs write books that are mainly targeted to their own workforce? It could be targeted to their own workforce, or it could be targeted to their clients and or target prospects, so the people that they're wanting to become clients or customers of their business. Uh, It's also a great tool to uh, curry favor with meeting planners who are inviting and hiring speakers to address their conference or their event. And it's also a wonderful way to demonstrate authority and credibility with journalists and with members of the media because a a book is really a fabulous way to get publicity uh, for a person or for a business. Well, it's a very interesting model, and it's not a model that's just theoretical. You've been doing this for quite some time and helping a lot of people, right? Yeah, David. We have over 650 authors that are part of the Advantage family, and, and those 650 come from over 40 U.S. states and 13 countries around the globe, and uh, we've been at it since 2005, so uh, we celebrate our 10-year anniversary in July of this year. Well, congratulations, and uh, by the way, this is not just a ma-and-pa business either, is it? No, it's not. We've grown significantly uh, in quantity and quality of team members. Uh, We have a, a team right now of 26 people in Charleston and about 15 people outside of Charleston. And over the next three years, uh, 
we're projecting to grow that team to about 100 people. Uh, and our goal by the end of 2018 is to help 1,000 business professionals every year uh, create, publish, and, and market a book of their own. Now, your background is fascinating, and I know folks that are in leadership positions, whether it's in tribal leadership, whether they're a business person, they're right on the same page with you. But I've got a whole lot of listeners who are not in that position, and they say, well, what does this have to do with my health? What does this have to do with my future? We're speaking about the topic today, Adam, of goal setting. Why are you so passionate about that, and what can the average person take away from it? One of my favorite um, sayings, it's a quote, really, that I live by, David. Uh, Joe E. Lewis, he said, you only live life once, but if you work it right, once is enough. Hmm. And I probably heard that quote, read that quote, probably more than 10 years ago. And I latched onto it, and I've held onto it, and, and I, I have it near my desk, and I remind myself of that saying every day. You only live life once, but if you work it right, once is enough. Um, and I, I really believe that, that each individual uh, owes it to themselves to make the most of the gift that they're given. And, and the gift that we're all given is, is one life, hmm. um, certainly one life on earth, that is. Uh, and so to make the most of it, uh, to get the most juice out of life, to have the most uh, fulfilling experiences, to, uh, to, to achieve success personally and professionally, um, I, I really believe that, that, that setting goals and building a plan around achievement of those goals uh, can be one of the more enjoyable and certainly one of the more fulfilling aspects of living a life well done. Let's bring this down to folks who tune into the show all the time. And we have a very diverse listenership. Let's talk to someone who often would slip off this list of people that you would think would be a candidate for goal setting, at least in society's mindset. Let's talk about someone who is uh, is retired, uh, whether they're on a reservation, whether they live in an urban area. Uh, this person has worked hard all their life, and they say, hey, I mean, I don't feel like I've got to accomplish anything great. I want to be around for the grandkids, and, uh, you know, I have uh, some stature in the tribal community, so I think my life is a value, but I don't feel I need to sit down every morning and have a specific game plan for what I'm going to do. Is that a mistake to think there comes a time in life where we don't need to set goals anymore? David, I, I would break down goal setting to just one word. Hmm. And to me, that word is happiness. Uh, I can't think of too many people uh, that would knowingly raise their hand and say, I, I don't want to be happy. Uh, I, I think that everybody listening right now would, would raise their hand and say, I, I want to be happy. Uh, one of the goals of my life is to be happy. Um, let's take that individual that is retired. Um, they may not have aspirations to achieve monetary gain. They might not have aspirations to achieve a great accomplishment in their professional career, but I would certainly guess that they want to be happy. Mm -hmm. and, and so the reason I say happy is the key word, I believe that setting goals 
um, is a way to accomplish things that fulfill you. And the, the people on earth that are most fulfilled are also the ones that are happiest. And, and fulfilling a goal doesn't have to be making money or, or getting a promotion. One of your goals might be to spend at least 10 hours a week with your grandchildren. Hmm. That's a goal, to mm-hmm. spend 10 hours a week with your grandchildren. And if doing that, it fulfills you, it also makes you happy. Hmm. And, and the big idea that I want to convey <clears throat> is that goal setting, most people think goal setting, that means making money <clears throat> or accomplishing success in your career. It does include those things, but but not just those things. Well, this is very interesting, Adam, because I think you're definitely expanding the dialogue. And what I hear you saying is anybody tuning into American Indian living today, whether they're Native American living on a reservation, whether they've got Native roots and they're in an urban setting, whether they are just tuning in, they're not Native American at all, this is a topic that's relevant to everyone regardless of their age or their demographics, their gender, whatever way you want to define us, right? That is exactly right, because at the end of the day, every single person listening wants to be happy. And and I contend that if you set goals, uh, if, if you set end destinations um, that, that you want to achieve in all aspects of your life, and, and I'll really get into what are some of the aspects of your life that I, I think you should set goals for. Uh, attaining those goals uh, can lead to a tremendous amount of happiness and fulfillment that people feel. Well, where do we start? I mean, speaking of goal setting, I mean, a lot of people just say, okay, well, I, I've got the message. We hear Dr. DeRose, Adam, they're talking together. I should set goals. Okay, beginning of the week, I'm going to write down some goals. I think I got it, and you know, I'll switch to another station. Or, or is there more to the story than that? Yeah, it, it's a little bit deeper than that. Um, I, I want people to really think about their life. Um, anybody that's in business, and even probably people that aren't in business, have heard the, the word business plan. Mm-hmm. And when a business is being started, Typically, the entrepreneur who is starting the business is encouraged to create a business plan. And the business plan is really an activity where the entrepreneur uh, envisions what they want the company to look like in the future. And then they create a plan on how they're going to build that company from where it is today into that envisioned company that they have in their mind that could be two years, three years, five years from now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. Please. Uh, probably most of your listeners are familiar with Walt Disney. Sure. And I'm not talking about the company. I'm talking about the person. Mm-hmm. There was actually a man named Walt Disney who is the founder of Walt Disney Company, which of course is the company that produces the movies and the theme parks and the characters that many of us have come to love over our lifetime. 
And and Walt Disney, uh, ever since he was a kid, had a dream and and had a goal and and he had a vision of at some point in his life creating a theme park that was literally the happiest place on earth. Mm. So this was one of his long-term goals as a kid even? This was one of his long-term goals. When when Walt Disney was a child, um, he would go to the fair, and there, there was a, a Ferris wheel and a merry-go-round. And, and Walt Disney, as early as 16 years old, would go to the fair, would go to the carnival, and he was always so amazed at how dirty it was mm. and how unwell kept it was and the fact that it wasn't the happiest place on earth. Mm. And so at the time, Walt Disney was, was cartooning and he was drawing sketches of a little mouse originally named Mortimer that would ultimately become Mickey Mouse. And, and so in the back of his mind, even when he was just starting Disney, specifically through short films, he knew at some point in his life he wanted to create a, a, a park, a, mm -hmm. a, the happiest place on earth, what, what ultimately would become Disneyland. So as we fast forward a bit further, Walt starts the Walt Disney Company, and he's producing movies, uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Cinderella, uh, and, and, and all of these movies that, that, of course, have now become famous are, are slowly coming out. Originally, Walt Disney has created a, a film animation and movie company. But, but all along, David, he always had this dream. He always had this goal to build a, a theme park, build, build a, a place that people can come. Mm -hmm. And so, so literally, the company is, you know, putting some money away every time they have a successful movie. And, of course, in, uh, in the late 1940s, the early 1950s, uh, Walt Disney starts looking at property. And, and there's a, a famous story of him, I believe it was in 1948, 1949, sometime like that, in Southern California, uh, riding through an orange field. Adam, Adam, I, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. We are just about out of time in this segment, and you've got us on the edge of our seats. We've, we've got to know what happens and what this all has to do with goal setting, but we have got to just step away for a minute. I'm Dr. David DeRose, Adam Witte, my guest. We will be back with more on today's edition of American Indian Living. Don't you go away. We will be right back. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. My name is Florence A.Q. For lunch today, I had grilled chicken and squash. I am Zuni Indian, and I have the power to prevent diabetes. My name is D. Dakota Denesosi. I turned the TV off and took my nieces and nephews for a walk. We saw two jackrabbits, an eagle, and zero cartoons. I'm from the Dene Nation, and I have the power to prevent diabetes. 
Science has proven that if we lose as little as 10 pounds by walking briskly for 30 minutes, five days a week, and make healthier food choices, we can prevent diabetes. My name is Barbara Akisafbuk Curtis. I'm losing weight and being more active. I am Alaskan Inupak Eskimo, and I have the power to prevent diabetes. For more information on how to prevent diabetes, talk to your health care provider. For free materials, call the National Diabetes Education Program at 1-800-438-5383 and ask for the power to prevent diabetes. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. This is Meryl Streep. Over the years, I have played some characters you could call controlling, but the truth is there's so much in life we can't control. But here's something we can colorectal cancer. It affects men and women, and it's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S., which is astounding, considering it's almost entirely preventable. Here's how. Most colon cancers start as polyps, and screening helps find polyps so they can be removed before they even turn into cancer. Screening also finds this cancer early, when treatment works best. For me, screening was simple and quick. It was no big deal, except for the huge sense of relief you feel afterwards. There are several tests that you can choose from. If you're 50 or older, you should talk to your doctor. Decide which one's right for you. Take control. Do everything you can to prevent colon cancer. Screening saves lives. It could really save your life. For more information, call 1-800-CDC-INFO. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE, 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. You're back with Dr. David DeRose and with Adam Witte. We're speaking about something that has a lot to do with your health, with your happiness, with the quality of your life, and even with longevity. It has to do with setting goals. Adam had uh, us on the edge of our seats. I know I was. You were telling me some interesting material, as well as all of my listeners, about Walt Disney. Of course, growing up as a kid, I knew of Walt Disney and his uh, television programming back then when when I was growing up, as well as uh, movies and theme parks. But I didn't realize what you mentioned, that he had this dream for a a quality theme park uh, from very early on. 16 is what you mentioned. Is that right, Adam? Yeah, when he was just a, a little kid. And um, the, the story is, is very vivid that in 1950, Walt Disney is driving through an orange grove in Orange County, California, and all the people that are with him, all they see are orange trees. Mm-hmm. And Walt Disney literally had the ability to envision the theme park on that orange grove. And, and he's pointing over to the left, and he said, that's where Cinderella's castle is going to go. And then he points over to the right, and he said, that's where Tomorrowland will be, and that's where Space Mountain will be. And, and while everybody else is just seeing orange groves and orange trees, Walt Disney literally had a vision, and the ability to see that vision in in reality before it actually ever was reality. Mm. And and that's what the power of goals and, and really dreams are. The the one thing I'll say, David, is we, we keep using the word goals and, and I don't want people to think, oh well I'm not a business person. I don't need goals. I, I think another word for goals 
are dreams. Hmm. I don't know anybody that doesn't have dreams for their life. And, and dreams are imagining what you want in the future. And then that dream, which is also a goal, is something that's out in the distance, out in the future that you want or want to accomplish or want to experience or do, and then you actually create a plan to go about uh, doing it. Excellent. So this is something that applies to everybody who's tuning in today. Every one of us has visions, has aspirations, whether we say those aspirations aren't for us, they're for our tribe, they're for our kids, our families, whatever it is, we all have something that we're looking forward to that's keeping us going, right? Yeah, I, I think, David, that, that, that is the essence of life. Um, when when a, a human being ceases to have hope in their life, um, when, when you don't believe that tomorrow can be better, when you don't believe that there's anything in the future to look forward to, then, you know, we just throw in the cards and say, well, well what's the point of living any longer? Mm. So, so the reason we dream, the reason why we have goals, it's things in the future that we're looking forward to doing or things that we want to be able to do people that we want to be able to meet, experiences that we want to have, time that we want to spend with a certain person or with a, a group of people. And so really, again, all of these goals are really a highfalutin word for saying the dreams that people have in their lives. And the reason this is so critical to your health a number of medical studies have been done that people that are happy are less likely and less prone to disease, mm -hmm. and, and they're more likely to live longer lives. You know, happiness is the goal that everybody has, and, and the happier someone is, more likely uh, the, the healthier they're going to be. And really, that's why this is all such a big deal. You know, what's fascinating to me as we're talking, Adam, is we have a very diverse listenership. You and I have talked some about that before doing the show. I've got folks listening across Indian country. Many of them come from more traditional Native American perspectives. Others have embraced uh, spiritual perspectives like Christianity, which of interest, a number of the networks that carry my program air a lot of Christian programming. And as I'm listening, I'm thinking of all those diverse listeners. And most of them on the surface would say, yes, we want to be happy. But even those, as I think about it, who might say, no, I'm more driven by serving others, whether it's uh, from a religious or spiritual perspective, or it's just who I am, that's part of our culture, it's part of our native way. Even if they articulate that, as I think about this connection between happiness and health and having something to give, all of these things just meld regardless of, of which one of these concepts you want to put on top of the pile, right? Well, it really does because serving other people is a source of happiness. Um, there's an old saying that, that the giver always gets more than the person that's receiving the gift. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the reason is the fulfillment and the satisfaction you get from helping people, whether it be by making a monetary contribution, 
and writing a check, whether it be helping with your time or your talent, um, we get fulfillment from helping other people, whether it's teaching them, whether it's leading them, uh, whether it's supporting them in some way. And so in order to get more fulfillment from giving, you actually have to, it, well, it, it can help when you have dreams, desires, and goals on how you can serve and help more people. Mm, excellent. Well, let's make this even more practical because, I mean, you, you've laid a great foundation, told us a great story about Walt Disney and, and his vision, whether people think Walt Disney is a great role model or not. It's a great story because here's someone who has accomplished something of huge magnitude that most of us haven't, whether we think this is a, a great aspiration to have or not. That's for each one of us to evaluate. But you want to help us, Adam, each one of us, to achieve goals, and it's not just business goals. You, when you speak about this topic, when you write about it, you speak about six different categories of goals. Can you walk us through those? Yeah, I can. And and I, I want to use this this analogy. Um, if you have a map in front of you, and you don't know the destination that you want to arrive at, then then any road that you take on the map will be sufficient. Hmm. It doesn't matter whether you go north, south, east, or west. If, on the other hand, you know where you're going, meaning you know that you want to be in uh, Kansas City, well, when you open up the map, you will then know what what roads and what routes you need to take in order to end up in Kansas City. And, and, And I kind of look at that analogy as akin for your life. If you don't know what you want to achieve, if you don't know what your dreams are, if you don't have any goals, then how you spend your time will not matter. Hmm. But when you define what's important to you, when you define what really matters to you, then it informs and helps you to make smart decisions on how you invest your time, how you invest your money, who you spend time with and who you don't spend time with. And all of those things are the roads and routes that we take to get us to that that end goal or, or that end dream. You know, what, what's, what's so fascinating about this broad picture, I think of a, a guest that I had on the show uh, probably about a year ago, she was a young lady from a, a native community, actually grew up on a reservation, and was in a family that was uh, quite dysfunctional, and yet she had this vision for something better. And it, it propelled her to uh, actually leave the environment she was in, get further training. Now she's come back to her tribe. She's in a leadership position there. And it really was the power of that vision of, of not just being content with the way her life was playing out. And I think people, whatever level they're at, whether they're that young person listening to the show, kind of frustrated with things, or someone maybe in tribal leadership or a business person leading uh, in some large uh, endeavors, everybody can relate to what you're saying, I think. Well, I, I mentioned there's six areas that I think are worthy of of dreaming and, and setting goals around. And I'd love, with your permission, David, to share those. Please do that, Adam. We're, we're, we're listening. The, the first area is what I call 
family and personal goals. Mm -hmm. And and this is exactly what it says. It's the dreams, the goals that you have for your family. So it might be uh, the amount of time that you spend with your children or your grandchildren. I know some people that have the goal that that our family is going to sit down at the dinner table together at least four nights every week. Mm. That that's a goal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and unless you set that goal, it it's not going to happen. Your kids grow up, and you look at yourself and say, "Gee, I, I wish we would have had more times with with our our kids when they were growing up. They, they've now gone off to college." I feel like they're gone forever. Mm-hmm. Having goals like sitting down every night to have dinner together as a family, those are the things that really can, can make a difference. So, so that's just one example. No, this is powerful. And we've got to step away right now, but we're talking about things that have health implications. Just sitting down with your family, that is a health-giving practice. And we've got a lot more great insights, things that will affect your health across the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual lines. Adam's not going away. I'm not going away. You stay tuned. We've got more to come. American Indian Living will continue in a moment. If you have questions or comments about today's pre-recorded broadcast, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. I'm Karen, and two very important people in my life, my husband and my father, have been diagnosed with atrial fibrillation. Atrial fibrillation, or AFib, is a type of irregular heartbeat. People with AFib are five times more likely to have a stroke than people without AFib. Talk with a healthcare professional today about your risk and learn how to manage AFib to prevent a stroke. Visit stroke.org slash AFib to learn more. My name is Mira Batra. I have been in this country 32 years, and this is how I live united. America has always been the land of promise, and in my community, many families have come for a better life. Coming from another culture myself, I know the desire to become part of a community, to feel at home, and to gain the tools for our children and families to succeed. So I advocate for these families with United Way. United Way empowers them to look beyond their histories and to see what opportunities are available. We help them get involved with their kids' schools, network within the community, and when we do, we unite them. We make the community stronger. What I do is something I wish someone had done for me, and I am so grateful I am able to. My name is Meera Batra. I help families see opportunities and succeed. I don't just wear the shirt. I live it. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Did you know that 63% of homes contain allergens from cockroaches? And that mice spread potent asthma triggers found in 82% of homes? It's true. Common household pests are major offenders on the list of indoor allergens. Learn what you can do to help your family breathe easier. Visit PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. 
Dr. David DeRose, welcoming you back to our second half of today's edition of American Indian Living. My guest, Adam Witte. Adam is the uh, CEO of a group that uh, does some very innovative things, actually helping business people get their message out there. Adam has got a couple of websites. Adam, why don't you mention that before we uh, continue our list of reasons to uh, do goal setting? AdvantageFamily.com. AdvantageFamily.com is uh, the website for Advantage Media Group. And anybody interested in learning about uh, writing and creating a a business book uh, might want to visit that. AdamWitty.com is my personal website, which has more information about me, the books that I've written, and also um, I do uh, some professional speaking. So anybody that's interested in bringing me in to speak to a group or a meeting or a business can learn more uh, at that website. Great. So I've got Adam Witty, A-D-A-M, and then Witty, W-I-T-T-Y.com, correct? That's it. So that's your personal website. And then if I'm looking at writing a business book or one of my listeners is interested in that, that's AdvantageFamily.com. Correct. Great. Well, you started walking us through, Adam, six areas where you encourage us to to write, to embrace goals. The first one involved family and personal goals. We saw some health connections there with uh, the example you gave, the value of making time, eating together as a family. What are those other five categories? Yeah, so family and personal goals, that's the first. And, and that could be the amount of time that you spend with various family members. That could be um, events or activities that you want to attend. Mm. It could be um, the places that you go for a vacation hmm. or, or the number of days you take as vacation or rest days every year. Uh, it could also be uh, a list of the people that are important to you that you want to spend time with. Uh, so, so one of the things that I've done, David, is I've identified uh, my top 10 closest personal friends, hmm. and I have a goal to spend at least uh, two days a year with each one of those friends. Wow. Of course, most of those friends don't live close to me. Uh-huh. Um, so, so those are some examples of family and personal goals. That's neat. So what about uh, number two? Number two are physical and health goals. Great. Those would be things like um, working out. So, so one of your goals might be, uh, I go to the gym uh, four days per week, uh, or I, I run five miles per week. Uh, it could be something like uh, on January 1st of this year, uh, when I get on the scale, my weight is 150 pounds, and by December 31st, my goal is to have that weight down to 130 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything related uh, to your physical body and your health. So uh, if, if your cholesterol level is high, you might have a goal to bring your overall cholesterol level down to a certain point by, by a certain time. One of the things I appreciate about what you're sharing, Adam, is you're actually mentioning some things that we would say are behavioral goals, something I'm going to do 
regardless of the outcome I see. You know, I'm going to exercise or maybe I'm going to eat a certain way or I'm going to check my blood sugar if we were talking about disease states perhaps. But you're also talking about some things that are outcome-oriented. So someone may not succeed in both those levels. In other words, someone may be very successful in exercising regularly but may not yet be meeting that weight loss goal. Is that okay? It, it, it's absolutely okay. Um, the other thing that's okay is to change your goals. Mm. When you set a goal, it's not in stone. It can be changed. Uh, things that are important today may not be important three months from now or even three weeks from now. Uh, so it's okay to change your goals. Now, that doesn't mean that, well, because I didn't accomplish it, I should just pretend like it didn't exist. You need to be honest with yourself and say, is the reason I'm not accomplishing my goals or achieving my dreams because I'm not willing to work hard to get it? Mm-hmm. Or is it because that this is no longer important to me? But, but yes, David, I'm a very big advocate that the things that we dream today a year or down the road may not be important to us any longer because as we age, as we mature as human beings, our priorities, our wants, and our desires change too. Great point. Well, we've got another category of goals beside the personal and the physical or health goals. Uh, What's number three? Number three is what I call uh, mental, intellectual, and uh, personal development. Hmm. That's really a highfalutin uh, term for saying learning goals, educational goals. Um, So so your goal might be to uh, achieve your master's degree by a certain date. Um, You might have a goal to read uh, 12 books uh, this year. Uh, You might have a goal to begin to learn to speak another language. Mm-hmm. You might have a goal to attend a professional development event or conference. Um, anything that stimulates your mind really can, can fall into this category. And the reason is, is of course, David, as you know, um, your physical health is very important, but so is your mental health. Exactly. Um, one of the greatest muscles that any human body has in their body is is their mind. And just like your biceps should be exercised by lifting weights, uh, your your mind needs to be exercised as well. For many people, that's reading a book. Um, but it's also stimulating the mind uh, by learning and discovering new things. So that's uh, that's topic uh, or category number three. And that's so important, Adam. We're speaking about it so much in medical circles today because we're seeing more and more dementia. And one of the solutions, at least from the research standpoint, is just what you're telling us. We need to keep cognitively or mentally challenged throughout our life. It's not just during our school years, right? Yeah, that's right. You know, dementia and Alzheimer's disease, they're just so uh, awful if you know anybody that has it or families that have had to deal with it. And and certainly keeping yourself mentally stimulated, uh, exercising that muscle is, is a wonderful way to, to keep yourself sharp. 
and it, it has direct connection and correlation to your physical health. Great. Well, let's hasten on to number four now. Yeah, number four are career and professional goals. So, you know, if there's somebody that's retired or if there's somebody that just isn't driven by their career, then then maybe you don't have any goals in this category. Um, but but for anybody that is making a living as as a as a professional, whether it be as an accountant or an attorney or a doctor or a leader in a business or even a, a non-for-profit, a, a school teacher, mm. um, a guidance counselor. Um, you, you still have a professional career, and a lot of people have goals behind those professional careers. And so what could that be? It could be uh, a promotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be an award or an accolade. Um, if, if you were a financial advisor, uh, there's a designation called the CFP, which stands for Certified Financial Planner. If you are a financial advisor, a professional goal of yours might be to achieve the certification of of CFP. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, if if you are an entrepreneur and and starting a business, you might have a goal of growing your business to a certain size or uh, being able to sign a high-profile customer or client. Things like that mm-hmm. fall into the career and professional category. Very good. So you've got two more categories, though, of goals that every one of us should think about, right? I do. Uh, category number five is material and financial goals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just as it sounds. Mater- a material goal might be uh, I want to uh, have a convertible uh, by the time I'm 40 years old. Mm-hmm. May- maybe you've always dreamed of having a Ford Mustang convertible. Um, or, you know, maybe you've always dreamed of having a cabin in the mountains where you could have your family vacations. Okay. Maybe you want to pay off all of your credit cards by a certain date. Mm. Or you want to have at least $10,000 in your savings account by a certain date. Those are the material, the financial goals. You want to pay off the mortgage uh, on your home. Those are all examples of the material and financial goals. And certainly um, some people are more material and financially motivated and driven than others. I, I freely acknowledge that, but but everybody, I suspect, has some material and financial goals because money is the number one cause of divorce mm-hmm. in America, mm-hmm. and it's also the number one thing that fractures relationships. And so if you can create dreams and goals around your financial and material situation, it's it's preventative maintenance, and it's a way to protect yourself from possibly being in a situation where relationships and even marriages can be ruined because of financial problems or financial disagreements. So this is just another example of how goal-setting interfaces with these multidimensional aspects of whole-person health, isn't it? 
Yeah, it is. And, and it really all goes back to happiness, right? Um, if, you're, if, if you're going through a divorce and the reason that you're going through that divorce is because of money disagreement or money problems. Mm. And, and by the way, David, that's the number one cause of divorce. It's money-related issues. Well, anybody that I know that have, has gone through a divorce, um, it's a very painful process. Right. Um, for, for some, it's very bitter and very hard. It's not a place where people are very happy. And again, going back to goal setting, it's to create happiness in your life. And so if you can create financial goals, uh, whether it's paying off debt or paying off your house or, or having money in a savings account or a rainy day fund, if you can have goals around that and, and work towards achieving it, that will take a lot of the stress and a lot of the pressure off of relationships where there could be money problems. Mm. And when that stress is relieved, when that pressure is relieved, you're going to be happier. Great message. Relationships that you have with people are going to be more pleasant, which is going to also make you happier. Great message. Adam, we've got to slip away. We've got a final segment coming up, though. Adam will share a sixth category of goal setting. Very important one. And then he's got some very important and encouraging information that can make a difference in your business, especially if you're in a leadership capacity, whether it's at a tribal level or on some other basis. You don't want to miss our final segment of American Indian Living. We will be right back. I'm Dr. DeRose. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. What I say, you already know, but you don't believe. You won't accept, you don't conceive. When you're inside your car, you feel safest of all. Are you safe? Are you? Two tons of sheet metal in your hands. Two tons don't run on autopilot. You have a mission. It's no collision. Hold the phone. Don't text. You're angling to be next. Oh, you've done it before. What's the harm? Just this once. There's no alarm. Got your hands on the wheel? No big deal. Brothers and sisters, you won't see it coming. You're off the road. Your life explodes. It's not worth it. Don't do it. You only think there's nothing to it. Put it down. Hang up. Pay attention to highway action. Behind the wheel, there is no such thing as a small distraction. Join the conversation at DecideToDrive.org, a public service message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons, who would rather help keep your bones strong than put them back together. We are here to say a word about cancer. When you talk to someone who has been diagnosed with cancer, be positive. Be supportive. That's it. Stop right there. Don't start telling them about your Uncle Vern. Or the next-door neighbor. Don't be grim. Try not to disappear, either. Don't cross to the other side of the street. Don't stop calling. Don't cry. Don't ever say, you're living my worst nightmare. You know who you are. Here's the important part. Be positive. Be positive. Se positivo. Say these words. You will do great. Keep calling. Check in. Be a friend. Or be a new friend. Be a supportive. Positive friend. Smile. Try not to be afraid. Or act afraid. Fear is not useful. Be a funny, hopeful human being. If you come across cancer, let it transform you into your most positive self. And inspire. Urge. Fortify. Rally. Encourage someone to do great. 
This message brought to you by Cancer Survivors. For more information, to hear stories or share your own, visit DoGreatCampaign.com. Do great. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to American Indian Living. Dr. David DeRose with Adam Whitty, our final segment of today's, I would say, exciting edition of American Indian Living. Adam has been walking us through the importance of dreaming, having a vision, setting goals. Adam, you've walked us through uh, five areas of goal setting. Maybe you can recap those and then give us the uh, sixth one. Yeah, so let's start at number one. That is family and personal goals. Number two is health and physical goals. Number three, mental, intellectual, personal development goals. Again, that's a fancy word for saying learning and education goals, career and professional goals, number five, material and financial goals, and then number six, spiritual and philanthropic goals. Mm. We talked, David, about the importance of charity. Uh, I mentioned that oftentimes the giver gets more in giving than the person receives. Uh, And the giver typically has a cheerful heart and spirit. Mm -hmm. And so the sixth category are the dreams that you have for helping other people and um, the goals that you have for for your spiritual life. Mm. So that could be uh, the amount of money that you donate to charities. It could be the amount of time you contribute or donate uh, to charitable organizations, uh, to your church, the amount of time that you contribute to help other members of your tribe. Uh, It could be related to the spiritual relationship that you want to have with whomever your God might be. Um, There's no right or wrong to this. I'll give you one example for me. One of my goals um, is every week... Uh, to write one handwritten note of thanks or appreciation. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that people don't say thank you enough. And, and so having this goal in front of me of a handwritten note expressing my gratitude, my thanks, once a week, it's a way for me to remind myself and to keep myself accountable for always having a mindset of, of gratitude and always looking for who can I say thank you to. Excellent message. Excellent. So these six areas, I think most everyone has said, wow, there's some things I could probably be doing better with. I could be crystallizing a little bit better areas where I have a dream or vision or goal. But you go a step beyond that when you're lecturing, when you're speaking, writing, and you give people some simple things, some simple behaviors that anyone can do, regardless of whether they're relating to this dialogue about goals or not, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, so, you know, the behaviors that we um, make and have on a daily basis uh, go a long way towards us achieving the dreams and the goals that we have. The, the six behaviors that that I 
try and practice every day. And I believe that our listeners, if they don't practice all six, at least practicing one or two, these are all difference makers. Uh, these are six things can, that can really create a, a big difference in the quality of our life and can also increase our happiness. So, so here we go. Number one is uh, a blueprint. Hmm. And, and by the way, David, these six behaviors create an acronym, mm-hmm. and the acronym is Be Alert. Be Alert. Okay. Number one is blueprint. Uh, I want you to have a plan for your day every single day, whether you're working or not. What is it that you want to accomplish today? What is it that you want to do that will fulfill you and make you look back at the day right before you go to bed and say, man, that was a good day. Today was worth living. Because when we go to bed saying, oh, it was an awful day. I didn't accomplish anything. I'm so upset. I'm so mad. Well, we can't get those days back. They're gone forever. So we need to make as much out of every day as we can. And you do that when you have a blueprint for the day. Now, I don't know if this if this brings us too far afield or not, but having been around for a while, Adam, I've noticed that sometimes I might have what I think is a very thick schedule. Maybe I'm seeing patients, maybe I'm lecturing, writing, whatever I'm doing, do, doing radio shows, and something comes up, maybe one of those non-negotiable appointments that I have, and I get derailed. And yet, Five years down the road, I look back and I say, you know, I don't know what else I was doing that day, but that interruption where that person showed up at my door or called on the phone, that was probably the most important thing I did that whole week, but it wasn't part of my blueprint. Is that taking us away from where we need to go? Those things are okay. You never want to wake up in the morning and say, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do today? Mm. I wonder what I could possibly do. I think that the happiest people, they have a plan. No, I agree. That doesn't mean that your plans don't get interrupted. And a lot of times your plans can get interrupted because really great things are happening. Mm-hmm. But but aimlessly waking up and saying, oh, geez, what direction do I go in today? That, I think, is, is what, what we're trying to avoid. No, I hear you. So what's the, what's the second behavior that we've got to look at? The second is action. Um, I want you to concentrate on the most important things in your life that can move you towards your goals and towards achieving your dreams. So if one of your dreams is to have a really great relationship with your children and your grandchildren, you want to be the world's best mother and the world's best grandmother. Well, that just doesn't happen automatically. Mm-hmm. You have to do things to build relationships with people. And so one of your actions could be every day you walk to the elementary school and pick up your granddaughter from school and walk back to the house with her. Mm-hmm. That could be one of your action items every day. And so second is action knowing what you want to do, and then taking the steps to go out and do it. Now, Adam, I'm going to be real honest with you. I'm looking at the clock here, and I'm getting worried that we're not going to cover all this ground. Let me ask you a question. If someone's listening and they want more information, can they go to that adamwitty.com website? Will they find some of these things or, or not? 
Yeah, they, they, they will find some of these things. And, and I'll give you the last four with your permission. Please, please. Quickly. Mm-hmm. Number three is learning, expanding your knowledge, mm-hmm. expanding your mind. Number four is exercising. Mm-hmm. Uh, exercise re-energizes your human body, and that's so important. Number five is relaxation. Every single day, you need to spend some time relaxing, eliminating daily stress. Uh, maybe it's meditating. Maybe it's praying. Maybe it's listening to music or, mm-hmm. or having personal time. And then the last one is is think. Uh, every day, time to reflect on the day, time to review your goals and priorities, time to visualize and dream, and, and time to create new ideas. Thomas Edison said, thinking is the hardest job there is, mm. and that's why so few people do it. Wow. Uh, wow. So, so, David, be alert. Have a blueprint. Take action. Learn. Exercise. Relax. And think. If you can try to incorporate those six behaviors into your day, it can make a world of difference. Boy, this is such great material. I know you've got more at adamwitty.com, but you've also got some great resources for the business people that are listening. I, I promised our business leaders that you'd just share a little bit more about how you can take their dreams and uh, translate those into success. Can you give us that in about a minute? Yeah, I can. So uh, so progress uh, for, for us as human beings, uh, progress of mankind is dependent upon us passing down education, learning, and knowledge to the next generation. And the best way to do that is in a book. I'm mm-hmm. a big reader, and when you think about books and the impact they've had on, on the world, books are one of the best ways that we can share our passion and our knowledge with others. And so for any uh, professional, any leader that has stories, passion, and knowledge that they want to share with the world, um, you owe it to the world to put that into a book. Uh, Advantage helps you do that. We make it quick, fun, and easy. We have a way to help business leaders get a book created in less than 24 hours of their own time. And you can learn more at AdvantageFamily.com. Boy, your timing's impeccable. We have got to run, Adam. You've been a great guest. You've given us so much to think about. And if you haven't caught the message, catch it now, all of us, to be optimally productive, to be optimally successful, to be optimally happy, to give back optimally, we need to focus on a vision and goals. Adam, thank you so much for that message. David, my pleasure being with you, and I wish everybody a happy and joyous life. Thanks again, Adam. For all of us at American Indian Living, I'm Dr. David DeRose, as always, wishing you the very best of health. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Service.